Hi, I'm Mike Pickles, and you're listening to the Daily Deal Podcast, a show where you hear about inspirational and motivational stories from folks like you and I. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Daily Deal Podcast with Mike Pickles. And today we have a very, very special guest, actually, all the way from Hawaii. Um, He wrote a book called Teach Like a Pirate. And not only wrote a book, but it's the New York Times bestseller book. As well as that, he has he does seminars or workshops um, all over the place. Uh, he also has a publishing company in which they've helped over 100 uh, other authors out there um, publish their own books. So please welcome today, Dave Burgess. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm honored. You're most welcome. And it is Burgess, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right, so let's jump right into it, Dave. So here I'm holding in my hand, it's your book, the New York Times bestseller, Teach Like a Pirate. Now, I must tell you that uh, I read the book in one day, cover to cover. It was just so full of information. It was very, uh, to me anyway, as an educator, very, very exciting. And I want to give a shout out to two friends of mine, two fellow educators, because they told me about your book. Um, they teach, uh, one's a principal, and they teach uh, Josh and Rebecca Linkletter, and they're teaching up in Wati, Northwest Territories, Canada. And I went to their school to, to do some stuff, and they're like, Mike, you have to read this book. So they gave it to me. I brought it home, and I read it in one day. Oh, wow. So Thank I need you to- so much. And thank you to them as well for the recommendation. Absolutely. So I got to ask you right off the get-go. How did this come about? Like, how did this originate? Where, where's the philosophy behind this? Yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, it's straight, straight from the trenches of my classroom. And I had been teaching for several years. And then one day, my uh, department chair came and met me for lunch. And he walked in and he said, you know what? I just got put on the professional development committee for the district. And I thought to myself, how cool would it be if you put together a workshop based on some of that crazy stuff you do down in your room that nobody understands? But then he kind of paused and he said something that changed my life. He said, but you know what? The more I think about it, I don't think you can. I think that your success in the classroom is kind of you. I think it's personality driven. I'm not sure it's something you can teach other people. Well, I got upset by that. I took it as a challenge. And I said, you know, sign me up to do one of those workshops. So I signed up to do a full day workshop with the peers of my district. And I drove away from that meeting going like, oh my God, what have I just done? I don't have a workshop. I don't have any of this written down. I don't have it organized. And so I got relentless about writing down everything I do in my classroom that I thought was successful. And that wasn't good enough though, because that's what I do. I had to trace it back and try to come up with like, where did these ideas come from to begin with? And why does this one work and not this one? And it forced me to become much more intentional about my teaching. And so I always tell people that that's one of the, I recommend that people speak and, and do professional development, whether it's in their system or outside of their system conferences, because when you have to try to capture what it is that you do that makes you successful in the classroom, it makes you, it makes you to teach to someone else, it makes you more intentional. And so going through that process of creating the workshop made me much more intentional about my teaching, much more thoughtful, reflective, and uh, that's what eventually um, spun into the book. So how many years were you teaching before you started these seminars, workshops? 
So I would say I was teaching 12 years or more. So I've been a classroom teacher for over 12 years before the workshops. And then the book came out. The book actually came out in the fall of 2012. And at that point, I had been teaching for 17 years. Um, and so I spoke. That, that's kind of what a lot of people miss about the message is they think that this kind of just came out of nowhere. Like, but I would, I was out on the circuit speaking at conferences about Teach Like a Pirate for four or five years right. before the book even came out. Okay. So, wow, that's exciting. Like a lot of work, obviously, but exciting. Yeah, I, I just had kind of this like zeal for the message. It was, you know, I look at it as a manifesto. This was my manifesto. And I couldn't wait to spread it and get it in front of more and more people. And, you know, when I first started speaking, uh, I, I certainly wasn't getting paid at first. I was, I was going into debt to go to these conferences. Yeah. And I just submitted conference proposals all over the nation. And if any conference in any state said, yeah, you can come do your pirate thing here, I, I got a plane ticket. I got a hotel room. I bought my conference registration. And I went and I did my thing. Nobody knew, nobody knew who I was at this point. I was just a crazy guy walking around these conferences dressed like a pirate, right? And, uh, and, and that's kind of the, the origins of the whole thing. It was just kind of a grassroots thing of speaking at conference after conference after conference, any place I could get my foot in the door. Uh, I, I went and I, I, I did my teaching at the program. So Dave, are you still teaching or now you just do the workshops, conferences? Uh... Yeah, so I'm out of the classroom now. So now okay. I'm full-time uh, as a professional development speaker and also running the publishing company with my wife, Shelly. And so, like you mentioned in the intro, you know, we, we have over a hundred different books that we publish, but yet we still are a family owned business and we still run the business right out of our house. So, you know, we don't have warehouses and big buildings or anything like that. We, we run a, it's a family owned business. We have basically five employees, Callie and Shelly and me, and we work right out of our house. Okay. So speaking about your business or teach like a pirate, how do people get a hold of you? How can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So, uh, my website is daveburgess.com and that's where you can find my blog and all that. We have a company website at daveburgessconsulting.com. Um, but also I'm, I'm very reachable on social media. And so one of the things I push is for people to become connect, connected educators and get connected. So you can always find me on Twitter at Burgess Dave. My name just flipped around to Burgess Dave. The hashtag people often use to talk about the ideas is TLAP or teach like a pirate hashtag TLAP. And if you're an Instagram person, you can find me at DBC underscore INC. So DBC underscore INC on Instagram. And I think actually we connected first on Facebook. So you can find me there as well. That's right. I was actually just going to say that. So to all the listeners out there, if you want to get a hold of Dave, number one, there's lots of ways to get a hold of him. And number two, he's very approachable. I just saw you, I don't know what it was from, but I saw something on Facebook and I just did a little bit of research, you know, navigating and I found your, your, your uh, information reached out to you and you said, Hey, Dave, you want to do a, a podcast about what you do? Teach like a pirate. And you're like, absolutely. Let's do it. So don't yeah, be, absolutely. yeah. Don't be intimidated by this pirate. He's actually kind hearted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love to talk to people about the message and um, you know, so happy to do podcasts, happy to, and now in today's world, we do lots of virtual sessions and things like that. And hopefully back out on the circuit once we can get this all under control. Yeah. So what are you doing, speaking about under control because of the COVID times, so what are you doing now? What are you currently doing? Yeah, so uh, we've had to make some adjustments and some adaptations, just like 
most people have. And so as far as running the publishing company, since we already ran the publishing company from our home, it has not had that much of an impact on that side of the business. But as far as the speaking business, as someone who's a professional speaker and out on the circuit, and many of our authors are out on the circuit speaking, right. uh, we've had to completely adjust. And so I've been going through the process of looking like, what do, what, do, what do my programs look like in a remote virtual setting? And so for example, just yesterday, I, had, I did a virtual keynote for a group and I have lots of more virtual programs you know, on the calendar ahead. So as the speaking circuit has uh, moved almost entirely online, it's been a matter of like, how can you generate that uh, enthusiasm and inspiration in an online setting, which is something of course the teachers are do learning how to do with their students as well. And how can you take things which maybe don't translate well online and fill in the gap and flesh it out in different ways and so uh, we've been working on moving in our programs to make sure that they can be successful in a remote and distant setting. Now, in your book, Dave, here, Teach Like a Pirate, I mean, this is chock full of, honestly, it is. It's chock full of, of, of gold nuggets about what to do in a classroom, what we should be doing in a classroom if we're not already. But out of that, what are, you know, some of your top three, one, two, three things, strategies, techniques that you feel we should be doing, to, you know, to get uh, engagement from our students? Yeah, so I think a lot of it is a mindset. And so a couple of things that I think that are kind of a mindset shift for people. One is I always say, look around the world and say, how can I use that? Like, what's going on in the world, world around me? How can I use that in my classroom? What are kids into outside of school? How can I use that inside of school? How, what, what is going viral in my student population right now? And rather than being upset by that, think of it as an opportunity. Our Buckbuster Fuller has a quote that says, don't fight forces, use them. Right. And so whenever I see something that is drawing interest and engagement in the world outside of education, I'm always looking at the mindset of how can I use that? How can I bring that into my classroom? Now, you might not be able to bring the exact thing into the classroom, but maybe the principles behind it you can bring into the classroom. Like, for example, if you think of something like gamification and you look and say, well, I know that a lot of students are into this into gaming. What is it about? Now, maybe we're not going to game in class, but mm -hmm. we can look and say, what is it about gaming? What is layered into the experience of gaming that I could possibly use in my classroom? So that's one mindset. Another mindset I would look at is I say, don't just teach a lesson, create an experience. So lessons are easily forgotten, but experiences live forever. Right. So always looking at like, how can I create some richness to this, this uh, lesson and create an experience around it? So that's, those are kind of two of the central principles of Teach Like a Pirate. How can I use that? And let's create experiences, not just lessons. Yeah. So it sounds like from those two principles or philosophy, you're always looking at things outside your classroom that you can bring inside the classroom. Yep. So we want to try to draw, you know, how many times do we hear kids say, you know, like, why, why do I have to know this? Or when am I going to ever learn this? Yeah. Or, you know, what's a, and if the only answer that we have is because it's on the test, that's not a very good answer. It's not a motivating answer. It's not something that's going to draw any interest, right? We need to look for ways which we can make our content relevant to students make it engaging for students. And you know, I always tell people, it doesn't matter what you say if nobody's listening. So it always goes back to that engagement and trying to find ways to uh, create material and uh, curriculum that's relevant. Yeah, I can't help but notice every time I look at your book, it says New York Times bestseller. So how did that happen? Like, I mean, how did you get, how did you get to be a New York Times bestseller? Like, so did you go I'll on the road, you. I mean, or? Also, I mean, I'm, I was constantly on the speaking circuit. Social media, of course, had a big, I had the good fortune 
to have it kind of go viral in the yeah. social in social uh, social media. Um, and then I will also tell you though that it's not as easy as it used to be, yeah. and because that I got that label because there used to be an education list on the New York Times thing, so you could you know it was a subcategory of their overall big list that was for education books. And yeah. so that's when it hit. And so now that list no longer exists, by the way. And so now uh, nonfiction books are you know, out there competing with the, all the rest of the nonfiction books. Like you're out there competing with Michelle Obama and stuff like that. And so it's much more difficult to get that tag now than when I got it for sure. So that's something I would throw in there. And how many years ago was that, by the way? I think it was 2013. Okay. That it hit the list, yeah. Okay. So are you in the process of writing a second one, another one, or you're, you're comfortable with the uh, seminars? You know what? So I kind of feel like I, um, that I told my story. I, I, mm. The Teach Like a Pirate was my manifesto. This was something that was very personal to me. This was something that I found, um, the ideas that I found successful in my classroom. Right. I absolutely were, I was not trying to write the encyclopedia of teaching. I was not trying to write some comprehensive book on teaching. This was my story. And I feel like I told my story. And so now what I've really focused my energy towards is helping other people tell their stories. And so that's why I think it was super important for us to move beyond me just writing a whole series of books, but to try to find other educators who are doing powerful things that could add to, the, uh, to my message. And so that's our, our focus is with the Dave Burge Consulting now and finding other educators who are doing powerful things and helping them spread their messages. Okay. So since your book's been out there, have you seen overall, I mean, because it's all individual cases, but have you seen overall that there is a change, there's a shift, a positive shift in the education? Yeah, I, I have seen some big impact. And, you know, I, I love getting messages from educators, schools, uh, places that I've shown up to uh, who have made changes and, and transformed the way they deliver their curriculum and, and, and hopefully more empowering and engaging ways. And so I've been, you know, I've been pleased to see that. And again, it's about amplifying the impact of some of these other educators uh, who are doing incredible things. I'll, I'll give you an example of this. Uh, sometimes people will come to me and say like, hey, I noticed there's not a whole lot of ed tech in mm -hmm. your book. And I, I always tell them the same thing. I say, you know why there's not a whole lot of ed tech in my book? It's because I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> there wasn't something that I, that I thought I was expert in. Right. And so I could not authentically write about that space. And so, um, but, I can find people who are good in that space and help them to amplify their impact. So for example, we just put out a book called Tech Like a Pirate by Matt Miller. Um, we just put out a book called Control Alt Achieve by Eric Kurtz and one on, um, on micro, Sail the Seven Seas about using Microsoft products. And, and so I try to find people and with my wife, Shelly, we try to find people who are expert in things that we are not expert in right. and help them amplify their impact. Yeah. Well, I think that's sound advice. I mean, why would you want to talk about something that you don't know anything about, right? Exactly. I mean, it'll, it'll come through to your audience that you don't know what you're talking about, or at least not as much. Yep, so, absolutely. Yeah. So good for you for being authentic about that, because you could have wrote, you know, a couple of books on this, that, and the other, but if it's not your passion, if it's not your thing, it's, it's going to show through. Yep. So do you mostly talk in the States, United States, or have you been overseas, Canada? Yeah. So I would say the majority of my workshops and seminars have been in the States, but uh, I've also done some international speaking um, several, multiple times in Canada, been to Bermuda, been to Singapore, 
been to Australia, spoke a couple of times places in Australia, been to the UK to do a T-Cycle Pirate workshop. And so I have been international, but I would say, you know, 95% of the programs have been in the States. So reflecting on all those uh, educational experiences you had, all the traveling, where would you say off the top of your head that, wow, this country has it together? As far as education is concerned, I mean. As one pops uh, I would not say that one pops out. I would say, here's my, my thought on that. And that's as I travel around the various areas of the United States as well. Yeah. I think that lots of places have a sense that their problems, um, their educational problems are unique. Mm -hmm. And I have found that not necessarily to be the case. Uh, I found that the, no matter what country I've been in, no matter what state I've been in, that most of the struggles are the same in general right and um that uh yeah you know, there's a lot of times the principal will say to me hey before you come i want to make sure you understand what's going on here because it's pretty unique and they'll tell me what's going on there and i'm yeah. thinking to myself that's like the 50 places i've just been and they might think that it's unique but lots of our struggles are the same yeah so why do you think that's true like why do you think they think that it's so unique their problems are so unique i think maybe it's just a uh I think we a lot of times have tunnel vision mm. and we, if they're not, a, if, especially if they're not a connected educator yeah. and if they're not, if they haven't built a global, you know, professional learning network and people that they collaborate with in different areas of the country. And, and that's, I mean, that's the great thing about social media. There's no more geographic, there, there's no more need anywhere for there to be, for there to be geographic barriers. And so you can connect and collaborate with people from all over the world and should be connected and collaborate with people all over the world and, and sharing your message with people that are all over the world as well. And uh, I, I think that's when you start to see um, how much more the same we are as opposed to different. Right. So I must say, you seem like an energetic, passionate, go-getter type guy. So what's next for Dave Burgess? Uh, next for Dave Burgess. Yes. So we are super excited about lots of the projects we have coming up. And like I said, I think that um, our primary focus now, my, my primary focus is no longer on my message. Of course, I'm still passionate about my message. Of course, I'll still go speak about my message uh, when there's interest in that. But my primary focus is no longer on spreading my message, but on amplifying the impact of other educators. We have lots of projects that are coming out. Um, in, in the near future, um, especially projects that are addressing issues of equity and social justice, for mm. example, which is, uh, which is huge right now. And uh, I cannot wait to get out there and, and, and work to amplify those messages. And um, yeah, so, so we're super excited to find people to work with that we think are doing powerful things. And so I've kind of, like I said, I think Teach Like a Pirate has taken a little bit of a backseat for me. And now it's about trying to push some other people forward. Yeah. And when you say we, you keep saying we, you mean your, your company? Absolutely. Yeah. And okay. so, like I said, we, we're, we're small, very, very family oriented. And we look at our authors as part of our family. And so, yeah. Yeah. And you're in Hawaii, correct? Yeah. So I'm full-time in San Diego, California. Oh. And then we live part-time on the big island of Hawaii. Wow. What a privilege, eh? Oh, it's been, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful here. Hawaii is one of my favorite places on earth. Yeah. I haven't been there yet. I, I, I will, I intend to, but just hasn't, ha haven't made it yet. But yeah, even San Diego though, like you're in two, two great places. 
yeah, no, we love, we love San Diego too. It's hard, hard to beat. Yeah. So, all right, for time's sake, because I'm, I'm aware of your, of your time and you're a busy guy, I'm going to give you the last word. So in closing, what would you like to say to your readers, to your listeners, educators? Yeah, so a couple of things. First of all, make sure you get connected. Don't let this be a one-time thing. Feel free to connect with me uh, in, in social media and to start to build that professional learning network. It was a game changer for me and my life as an educator was to be able to connect and collaborate with and get ideas and inspiration from other people. So if you're not getting the inspiration and the ideas and the professional development that you need within your system, don't let that stop you. Go outside of your system in order to get it. That's one thing that uh, for sure I would say. And the other thing I would say, and this was something that was really, I think, um, brought to the forefront by the, the shift due to COVID-19. Mm. Lots of people have always said that educational change must take a long time and that we are always very slow to change and that's kind of a necessarily, necessarily built into the assist system. And I think that if anything, uh, you know, lots of tragedy has come out of uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic, but if one positive takeaway we could, we could, we could have is that change can happen fast. It does not have to take a long time for there to be transformation in, in education. Uh, we saw it shift on a dime uh, in a forced and very disruptive way because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. And coming out of that, I think let's always remember that. Hey, we don't, it doesn't have to take years in order for us to change the system. Uh, we can be flexible, we can be adapt, we can be creative, and we can make things happen now. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. I'm glad you brought that up because I've noticed that personally that uh, this flexibility, being innovative, but changing now can actually happen. Because you're right, the education yeah. system sometimes a little bit slow, a little bit muddy, takes a long time, but it can happen quick if we want to, you know, if we want it to happen quick. So on that note, if you haven't read his book, if you haven't bought his book, Teach Like a Pirate, please do. Like I said, I'm not kidding, I'm not joking, I'm not just saying this because Dave's here with me today. I read this in one day, one sitting, because it's just so full of information. And it doesn't matter if you're an educator. You can just read it. Even as a parent, there's amazing uh, nuggets in here about you know, how to teach your children at home. So teach like a pirate. Dave Burgess, my special guest today, um, not only does he have teach like a pirate, but he does uh, seminars and things about teaching like a pirate, as well as he has his own company, which he helps other uh, authors as well, get their news, get their passion, get their message out there. He's published or helped others publish over a hundred and something books he mentioned. So please reach out to Dave. Uh, he's, he's, you can hear him here today, but it took me just seconds to get a hold of him online. And he said, Mike, gladly, let's do this. And here he is today. So Dave, I definitely want to say good luck, the best of luck to you with your next project. And thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you, Dave. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you did, be sure to subscribe and share with your family and friends. And remember, you may be given a cactus in life, but you don't have to sit on it.